What in tarnation? Is that the dinner bell? Well, hooray! It must be feeding time, brother. Come on down and get yourself a bowl of that nice, juicy feed. Good afternoon. I'm Ethan with the second feed episode of the semester. We're covering a lot of territory today, including good news from the Nate students, a big event coming up at Nate, and what Nate students have planned for Halloween. But we start off with one of the bigger news stories of the last few weeks. Danielle Smith was sworn in as premier last Tuesday and is making headlines for a variety of different reasons. Riley Nelson of NR92 News has more. Danielle Smith has had a controversial first week and a half as premier of Alberta, having to already make apologies or clarifications multiple times. Like many of her predecessors, Danielle Smith is trying to push a provincial police force and ending the deal with the RCMP. Gerald Wesley, a professor in the Department of Political Science at the University of Alberta, is confused as to why this keeps coming back up. So I don't know whether it's ideology that's driving them, whether there are some financial or other interests that are involved that none of us know about, but it seems really peculiar to me that they keep trumpeting an idea that for the last 20 years has proven very unpopular in Alberta. Another wave of controversy stemmed from the annual general meeting of the UCP, with a resolution hoping to put into party policy is a ban on anti-racism and diversity teaching. Professor Wesley says that Danielle Smith could take advantage of this and blame the members that put forth the resolution when it comes up. Because she could look at this as an opportunity for her to bring this into legislation when she might not have otherwise had to raise the issue. In the UK yesterday, Liz Truss announced she was resigning as Prime Minister after 45 days. Wesley doesn't think that they are at that point yet with Danielle Smith, but can't be certain. Even popular premiers like Ralph Klein, who was riding high in the polls, find themselves uh, at, at the end of the plank, <laughs> pushed there by their caucus members. Uh, and it's, it's sometimes difficult for outsiders to figure out just what the mood is in behind those closed doors. With an election coming up in less than eight months, the NDP are gaining ground in opinion polls. Jared Wesley wonders if Smith's strategy could backfire on her pursuing a rural first strategy to try to gobble up as many of those 41 seats as she can because you only need 44 seats total to form a majority government here. The question is, will that appeal be enough to win any seats in Calgary, Edmonton or surrounding ridings? I don't know. But will it also open up room for other more moderate parties in rural areas? Because some of the things that she is is proposing is it not, are not they're not universally popular, even in rural areas. One thing is certain, it is going to be a very interesting few months. Riley Nielsen, NR92 News. Home construction in Alberta is currently in high demand, but with lack of workers in the industry, the demands are not being met. NR92's Ewan King has details on the high-profile investment being put towards schools like Nate to address the issue. A labor shortage in Alberta's home building industry is causing an increase in prices for homes across the province. On top of this, since 2022, construction employment rates have also been decreasing significantly. The combination of these two things, mixed with increasing inflation, has caused the purchasing of homes to become increasingly rare and more unaffordable. Jay Westman, CEO of Calgary-based Jamin Built, has also seen an increase in home building time due to the shortage. At about 4,500 uh, permits a year, the industry can cope with that. The industry, when it starts getting to 5,000 or 6,000, in the case uh, lately of getting to 6,500, we didn't build any more homes. What happened is our construction time then started to move from 8 months to 10 months to 12 months to now 14 months. Westman believes that a lack of trained workers is in part to blame for the labor shortage. To combat the shortage, however, 
Westman has begun investing in trade schools in Alberta, including Nate and Sate, to help students with tuition costs and general school fees. He aims to make trade schools more affordable for students and in turn increase enrollment numbers. This week, Westman announced funding up to $15 million to supply scholarships to students learning construction. This initiative will reduce barriers and increase access for students historically marginalized and other excluded communities to ensure equal access for all individuals to have the opportunity to pursue an education in the construction trade. At Nate, only 165 out of the almost 2,000 donor-funded scholarships are available to apprenticeship students. Westman hopes to lead by example with the $15 million pledged and is confident that the rest of Alberta's construction industry will begin to invest more in trade schools in the province. My goal is that the initiative will set the standard of leadership in our industry. We will stand out not only in Alberta, but across Canada. This is an Alberta initiative with an Alberta solution. Funding for student scholarships will begin in January of next year. This has been Ewan King for NR92. Nates is preparing for what could be a very busy open house later this month. Stuart Wilcox reports... With the NHL season kicking off a few weeks ago, the Edmonton Oilers with great players like Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl look poised to compete with teams like the Flames and Golden Knights for the Pacific Division title. I talked to season ticket holder Sean Neuendijk, who thinks the Oilers have looked shaky over their first few games. Well, I don't think they've played well. They come out uh, very slow starts. With Nate's open house just about a week away, I got to chat with Kareen Nielsen the domestic recruitment coordinator for the open house activities throughout the campus. Nielsen said that most programs here at Nate will be participating in the open house event and that there are more programs being showcased than there are booths. Uh, we currently have 85 booths and we're going to be showcasing about 100 different programs at Nate at open house. We're going to have students that are helping out at different program booths as well as volunteers that will be helping out for the general event. Even students can get involved with Open House, meaning you can show some potential future students what you're learning right now in your classes. And since the pandemic, there hasn't been an in-person Open House for about two years. And Nielsen said that Nate is actually expecting a very large turnout on campus for the Open House. We're really excited to be offering an in-person Open House again, and we're hoping to have at least 5,000 attendees. The open house is set to span the entire main campus and will have some special demos and tours of various programs at the Polytechnic showing off the trades and how they're done. We're going to have program booths in various different areas on campus. You'll see some in CAT, some in WP, as well as in the E wing where Common Market is. And we do have welcome tables kind of spread throughout all of campus that will have volunteers and some resources for attendees. We do have some programs that will also be offering some demonstrations at their booths or some lab and area tours as well. The open house is happening October 29th and will be from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. So why not volunteer a little bit of your time and show off your program? For NR92, I'm Stuart Wilcox. NHL season is underway and many Edmonton Oilers fans have high expectations for the City of Champions. NR92's Ethan Matt met with season ticket holder Sean Neuendijk to talk about the upcoming season. 
With the NHL season kicking off a few weeks ago, the Edmonton Oilers with great players like Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl look poised to compete with teams like the Flames and Golden Knights for the Pacific Division title. I talked to season ticket holder Sean Neuendijk, who thinks the Oilers have looked shaky over their first few games. Well, I don't think they've played well. They come out uh, very slow starts. They need to uh, tighten up defensively in the first couple periods and try to close out and get a win. With new additions like Jack Campbell and players on new contracts like Evander Kane, Brett Kulak, Kyler Yamamoto, and Yessi Pugliarvi, the Oilers find themselves in a cap crunch, seeing them have to play a man short throughout their first few games. I believe they're going to have to make some kind of move. I think they only have like $3,000 worth of cap space and uh, no room if there's injuries to bring other people into the roster. Oilers season ticket holder Sean Neuendijk identified some of the Oilers' keys to success if they want to compete this season. I think it's players like Foley Arvey and Yam Yamamoto. They have to play well, get the pucks to uh, their centermen, and uh, be hard on the forecheck at all times. Even with the poor start to the season, Edmonton Oilers fans continue to push high expectations for this team, especially after last year's postseason success. Neuendijk, along with many Oilers fans, won't be happy with an early postseason exit. I believe they will make the playoffs and uh, finish first in the Pacific. I'm expecting a long playoff run and uh, hopefully make it at least to the conference finals. Fans won't be happy if they go out in the first two rounds. Over the next two weeks, the Oilers will play seven games with four of them being at home at Rogers Place. Fans of the Oilers should definitely be in line to watch some great hockey over these next couple weeks as the Oilers look to take hold of the Pacific Division. I'm Ethan Matt with NR92 News. The much-anticipated Ice District outside of Rogers celebrated its grand opening this past weekend. This past Saturday was filled with many activities and brought a whole new experience for Edmontonians to enjoy. NR92's Jazz Mandare has all the exciting details that took place this weekend. Ice District is finally open for all Edmontonians to enjoy. In 2015, the city announced that the area of the city surrounding the arena from 101 and 104th Street to 103rd and 106th Avenue would be referred to as Ice District. The $2.5 billion investment that started with Rogers Place is finally complete and includes new food and drink offerings such as the Canadian Ice House and the Banquet. I sat down with Avnit Delon, a server at the Canadian Ice House, to learn more about what Ice District means to the city. I think Ice District is a huge plus point for Edmonton. We've always seen other cities, you know, Toronto, for example, having Jurassic Park and uh, a lot of other cities having outdoor viewing parties and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, this is great for Edmonton and uh, the economy as well. With Ice District hosting an outdoor viewing and tailgate party, the atmosphere was exceptionally great for what was only a season game. It helps that there was a Battle of Alberta taking place but Dillon said it felt like April had come early. Yeah, so the grand opening was huge, and I feel like the traffic was quite heavy. Um, it kind of reminded me of the playoff season last year that we had in October, though. And uh, with the Oilers playing the Flames, is pretty heavy. Grand opening added to that. The start of the season also brought all new prices at Rogers Arena. Prices which were already through the roof got even higher with quality staying the same. 
fans who look to grab a bite and a beer at the game should come prepared to spend a hefty amount as a two cheeseburger combo will set them back a whopping $55. Didlow thinks that the steep hike in prices will force fans to reconsider their food and drink options when watching a game. With the prices being so high instead of Rogers Arena, I just feel like more people are going to be stopping at Ice House and other restaurants, you know, in the Ice District just for their daily fix of beer and food. With NR92, I'm Jaskira Mandir. The Halloween season is upon us, and Warren Jansen is looking at what Nate students are doing for Halloween. Halloween is coming up and people are getting ready with the parties or their costumes. I talked to Nate students to see what they're doing this Halloween season. Students around Nate are doing a variety of things this Halloween. Some like to carve pumpkins to handing out candy. Probably going to a Halloween party honestly. Probably hanging out with a couple friends on the weekend. Because I think Halloween's on what, like a Monday this year. So probably just like the weekend before doing stuff. Probably spend time with my family and friends and Hopefully we're gonna go trick-or-treating. Also, to get into the spirit, people like to dress up and figure out what costumes are nice to wear. Um, I was thinking of dressing up as a minion. I don't know, it, it, it seems like it's kind of funny. I'm not sure yet. My friends and I were planning to do a themed costume idea, but we haven't figured out the details. Not everyone has a Halloween tradition, but some do. Every year we always carve pumpkins outside of our house so kids know to come to our house to get candy, but we don't really do much else. Just food in general, maybe. Uh. Each year, candy gets handed out and people decide what their favorite candy is. Like for me, it's Kit Kats. This is going to be super controversial and you're probably going to hate it, but I gotta say candy corn. <laughs> Halloween candy, um, anything with Caramel Crunch. The Halloween season is definitely a great time to get some delicious candy, and if you're looking for something fun to do at Nate, like Halloween Karaoke at the Nest from 4 to 6 next Thursday, Warren M. Jansen's NR92 News. Thanks for listening to the feed. Listen to us again on Sunday night at 7.30. Our next new show will be in two weeks when we preview our next four-day-long weekend, Remembrance Day and the time change. I'm Ryan for NR92. Thanks for listening to The Feed. Hear it again on NR92 Sunday night at 7.30 or find it on NR92 SoundCloud.